And lastly, the E minor chord. After practicing these and many other chords over thousands of hours and several years of your life, you will hopefully be able to master this beautiful instrument. This has been Vague Guitar Lessons with Antonio Cervantes. Stay tuned next week for Vague Geography Lessons, where we prove that Wyoming, in fact, does not exist. Coming up next at the top of the hour is the first episode of Season 2 of Two Crazy Scoops Podcast. After a hiatus due to copyright lawsuits, AON and Tino return to put themselves in more hot water. After that, we have a piece by Honest Kitchen, with seven creative ways to force your family to eat vegetables during this quarantine season. This and much more coming up next after a word from our sponsors. Welcome to Two Crazy Scoops Podcast with your hosts, A.O. and Tino, and special guest, oh. I forgot his name, Steve <laughs> 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 Martinez. <laughs> oh, geez. Well, my, uh, my little Zoom screen too, in case you forget anyone's name. So There's Jose on it. Oh, well, that's my legal name. Oh, okay. Well, I told you he had like 50 names. Anyway. Yeah. Welcome to our other episode, Quarantine Special, with uh, all of us. This week, we have Eddie Martinez going to talk to us about the healthcare system and how not to do drugs. So, <laughs> yeah, don't do them. It's, it's, it's bad. So, welcome to Two Crazy Scoops podcast. After a month-long hiatus, right? Was it month, two weeks? I, I felt like it was a month from your last one, from what I... I think so. Yeah. Me and Aaron have been busy slaving away trying to figure out a new format for this. Whereas we spent a lot of time making it very easy and condensed for us to record these episodes. Now we're back to uh, the drawing board and I have like a million chords surrounding me. (laughs) And a laptop that is from 2008 that I haven't used for at least two years. (laughs) So we'll see how all of this works. How are you feeling, Aaron? Good. I apologize. I'm just trying to scarf down this pizza, but... I'm good. It's like an ASMR episode. Yeah, Dude, exactly. Can you pelican that pizza? <laughs> <laughs> I have another slice. Oh, shoot. Here Don't we go. Test me. <laughs> Do not test me. No, because I remember one time, like, Dude, we got to go. And it was like this sandwich. And it's like, he didn't want to see it in his car, but we had to go. So all I could do was like pelican it. So I'm like, oh, and it was like. I don't know. Yeah. It went down. <laughs> I almost, I probably, all, I should have died right there, to be honest. And I wonder why I have digestion issues. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this is like a weird new way to do the podcast. And usually it was like we have person to person. It's a lot more formal. Um, but now it's going to be a little bit different. So if it sounds a little different, that's why. Because me and Aaron don't want to transmit the coronavirus to our guests or each other or ourselves. I personally don't care. <laughs> or I think, I think I'd be more afraid of giving it to you guys more than anything. And why is that, Eddie? Because that is the, that's the real reason we're doing this. Yeah. <laughs> we don't want to get it from Eddie. <laughs> and also, I mean, the drive's pretty far to see each other. So. so Eddie works at a hospital in Phoenix. And anything that we say from this point onward is just information and should not be used as any medical advice. Oh, it should. No, try no. everything you hear. Try everything. <laughs> no, uh, I, I recommend listening to your uh, primary care physician. And, and no, <laughs> whatever. No. I just work in the lab. I don't experiment, I don't people. That's where it's at. Ibuprofen. That's where it's at. <laughs> <laughs> and Aaron got up and left, which is something that would never have happened when we did the podcast before. So I'm going to host this. Bye, and Aaron's back <laughs> with another slice of pizza. This is really getting off the rails, folks. I mean, is that homemade pizza? Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. I ate it myself. It's really good. <laughs> I wouldn't necessarily call it pizza at this point, but... <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so, Eddie, we wanted to pick your brain a little bit about the healthcare right. system. We know that you did work as a phlebotomist before. Mm-hmm. Um, I hate getting my blood drawn. What were some things that you hated about the people that you had to deal with when they were getting their blood drawn? Like, was there some weird stuff that happened? I mean, when I was a kid, I wouldn't open my arm. Like they had to bring in like a big nurse and like pin my arm down. I mean, I feel like children's a little, it's it's a little bit different because. No, this was last year. 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, children, including Antonio, we're going to leave it at that section right there. So you're, you're, you're in your own category already. Um, no, I, I think from drawing blood, like, it's more weird if people like it, I feel like. So I've, I've had some people say like, oh, yeah, I don't care about getting my blood drawn. In fact, I like it. It's like, nah, I don't think I want to draw your blood now. <laughs> it's more well, like a tattoo. Do they have tattoos or like piercings? No, ironically, the ones that had tattoos were the ones that were afraid of blood draws more. What? Now, they, they always gave me the answer of, you know, a tat- for a tattoo, when you get one, the needle's over your skin the entire time. Oh. Okay, blood draw, it's inside you. So to me, a needle's a needle, but... I, I kind of got, I kind of get the reasoning they're, they're going for. So people, people had tattoos, didn't like it. Even uh, like big dudes, not, not like big, not like um, weight wise, but muscular wise. They were also very afraid of blood draws as well. I think they popped their muscles or something. I mean, yeah, probably. I don't know. <laughs> like <laughs> That episode of SpongeBob that like pops like a balloon. And, <laughs> Have you seen any changes in the needles that they use? Because I remember when I was a kid, they were pretty long. And nowadays, I see them and they're, they're kind of smaller. I mean, I've, I've only done phlebotomy for like around two years. And we've, I think they're like maybe like three quarters long, uh, which sounds, which already kind of sounds long. But it, it also does depend on the phlebotomist. Because even if you had a longer needle, they kind of know how far they have to go to uh to get to do your blood draw uh-huh. so i i don't think there's been too much of a change it's if i mean if it works don't don't fix it <laughs> That's did you have to do any of the testing or you were just drawing the blood so as a phlebotomist you're in the hospital you're the one that actually just draws blood so they'll have like medical techs or medical technologists or the ones that will run like the big machines they'll do like uh, check like your chemistries. I'll be like your your sodium, your calcium, and then you have another person that does like hematology. They'll check like your blood count, your white blood cell count, your platelet count. You had someone in a then you had someone in a blood bank, and they're the ones that you know uh, take care of anything like a, like a doctor needs blood, or they try to find out what blood type you are. Mm-hmm. So those are the ones that'll be taking care of like all the testing with your blood. Huh. So basically, like, there's just one, it goes to a different place where people, that's all they do all day is just test it. Yeah. They put in those tubes that kind of like spin around. Yeah. So, uh, so you'll, you'll, you'll process the blood. So then you'll spin it for depending on what tests you need. If you, if say, if you came in and you're going to do your routine, like you're going to do a, those are like a CMP, which is called a comprehensive metabolic panel that just tests like your, your chemistries inside, like, again, like your sodium, your calcium, or then they do a complete blood count. The CMP would be spun down and you could either get plasma or serum. And that's the one that they'll test for. But with your blood count, they want to make sure it's whole blood. And they use special tubes for those of, to preserve whichever tests they're trying to do. And what's partial blood? partial blood i guess like when they spin it down oh okay yeah so because there's like uh isn't there something like some kind of thing at the bottom of the tube when- yeah so that's what they call it you could call it like an sst a serum separator tube so mm-hmm. when it spins down i don't know how it does it i've always been curious but it goes from the bottom and it just creeps all the way up in the middle and it just cuts the blood in half basically hmm. you got your plasma or serum on top and then you have your whatever left on the bottom and it and it's I don't know how it works. I'm still trying to figure that out. <laughs> yeah. like, like it doesn't make sense. Like, Cause like when it spins, it's stuff is already on the bottom. So yeah. Maybe the weight, way. maybe the blood's a little heavier and it pushes itself down when it's spinning or. That could be it. I don't know. I'm but not a scientist or anything like that. So. <laughs> yeah. It's weird. I think it's, I think it's kind of cool though. Yeah, yeah. I think it's interesting. Cause like you can do a lot, figure out a lot about a person, how their yeah. health is through their blood. I always hated it and I still hate it because I had like high cholesterol as a kid or something like that. I don't know. Oh, okay. I have to get tested every year. Yeah. So they, they probably just did do like just a cholesterol test on you. Yeah. That's it interesting. Kinda, so, huh? This is kind of random, but <clears throat> I remember one time because I always, they always have a hard time taking my blood whenever mm-hmm. I go. And one time they actually had this little machine that they had to use. And basically, they press it up against your skin, and the needle is inside of it, and they can actually find your veins. 
and then knew exactly where to go to get it. I don't know if you've ever heard of that or used that. I know you're probably I've, not I've doing seen, that now. I've actually seen a video of a robot drawing blood mm-hmm. and it, it kind of like looks inside like your arm and it's like, oh, okay, you know, this is where I'm going to go and it just goes in there. But I haven't seen that one that you're talking about. But the hospital does use like maybe like vein finders or they'll do ultrasound. <clears throat> yeah. Kind of, depending on how difficult the person is. Or if yeah. the I, I heard that if you can't, if your veins aren't popping out, it's because you're dehydrated. Does that have anything to do with it? You know what? I Hydration does play a big part of it. Um, I think, but I think after seeing so many, drawing so many people, you find out that everyone's just very different. Yeah. I remember one patient that I had, like, we'll make him drink water for three days just just to help bring the veins out and it barely did anything oh wow and they i mean they were hydrated if someone's anemic does that kind of play a role in whether you can see their veins or not Mm, no i do not know i'll have to look at that i haven't had an anemic person yeah i mean i don't know i have to i have to look at that no because I, I guess I'm not really trying to give away anyone's health information, but <laughs> I knew someone before. It was like right around the corner, bro. You give one thing off. And <laughs> I think like the healthcare thing is probably like the one thing you don't say about people. Yeah, it's uh, not going to be. It's not going to be like that meme FBI open up. It's going to be. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be like that. Yeah, but I knew that they were anemic and that it was hard for them to find their uh, veins when they were drawing their blood, so they had to go through their wrist. Which is what we were talking about with you before this. Like you said, there's several different areas you can find a vein. Oh yeah, Prim- yeah. Primarily, we're gonna go in, in your arm more than anything. I just this is like our this is like the golden area. This is what we're gonna call it. And you have like three veins that like you have your uh, your medium, your basilic, and your cephalic. Remember, like the three major ones. Uh, we always recommend to go in the medium one, which would be in the middle, mm-hmm. just that's because that one's easier. And your basilic, we don't like to go there just because there's usually a nerve and an artery very close there. Oh. The phallic, it's, I'm going to say it's it's different per person. Sometimes there's like a big one popping out and sometimes they're not there. Like mine's, mine's like in there. So you, you, you have to be like really good to get it. Uh-huh. But then we can also go in the hand. Uh, so like sometimes we'll have people with veins right here. Um, and then we could also go in like the arm over here. Sometimes... You could even go like in, in this area as well. But we just don't recommend from here to here, or it's recommended not to do that just because you have a lot of ligaments and you'll, and it's going to just be very painful in that area. Could you kind of do like irreversible damage if you did the wrong? Uh, I wouldn't say irreversible, but it would, it would like, it would just hurt oh. a lot. So I wouldn't say irreversible. I mean, if you really, if you were trying to do that, then you would, you probably didn't know what you were doing or you're trying to do it on purpose. So like how much training then do you get in order to not screw up? (laughs) Uh, I mean, to be honest, I just went to school for two months. Oh, (laughs) but that's why, but I mean, the other thing is you got to think of it too. You're mess. You're, you are dealing with people. Mm -hmm. So you also got to think of it like if it's going to hurt them or if it's going to hurt you, I mean, most definitely it's going to hurt them. So just, don't go in that. Don't don't go in areas that they tell you not to go to. It's yeah, pretty simple. And then, did they have you train on like dummies or? So actually, the school that I went to, they we trained on one dummy arm. So we got one stick, and I missed that one. So I missed the dummy arm. But I got like I was super nervous. It's like I have a needle in my hand. I've never done this before. And I was like, ah, right, here we go. And, <laughs> and I went for it, and I missed. And I was like, oh. oh. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm probably going to get another shot. It's like, nope, let's go to the next room. Now we're going to practice on each other. Oh, oh shoot. <laughs> on each other? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, most schools like it. Yeah. Dude, I hate that. And then do like, if you went on training and they're like, okay, guys, we're all going to stick needles in our arms now. Yeah, it's, that's how it is. So we got oh, into this little room and they're like, all right, we got like three chairs. You know, who wants to volunteer? I'm like, oh, we're not. Not, I don't think anybody wants to. <laughs> what stinks is you can't really see my veins, but right when you put a tourniquet on, they pop out pretty good. Oh, so okay. I was, a pra- I was the best practice dummy. Yeah, I have a pretty good vein, like right here. Probably can't see it. Not on camera, but I'm guessing 
it's in your middle area. But yeah, we practiced on each other, and uh, oh boy, <laughs> it was it was uh, it was a different it was a different experience. Wow. Yeah, because I mean, for me, doing anything, it just when you're dealing with someone else, even if it was just cutting their hair, I feel like there's a big like uh, it just you get nervous, you know? Yeah. When does that kind of wear wear off? I guess. You know, it does wear out because in the beginning, I was actually very afraid because in my mindset was, you know, if I mess up, I'm going to hurt the person. But I think after you do it a couple times and you get confident, you get confident enough that, you know, like, okay, so I know if I just go in this quick, this deep, it's not going to hurt the person. Mm. And then you get a technique down to a point where people will say like, oh, you know, I didn't feel that, which is what you try to try to do to make sure they don't feel it. And you, you could get that good. And it's that's what we've gotten to a point where like, at, through school, it's like, okay, you know, we're comfortable enough that we could do it on each other. Now we have to go to our externship and then we practice on actual people. Oh. So we're going to call it practice. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> so have you ever hurt someone? I have, unfortunately. Yeah, because I feel like it's um it's not something that happens very often. So if you get a nurse that screws up on you, you kind of just think that they're terrible. But you're you're, yeah. you're like one case in what once every two years, one year that you get it drawn. Yeah. So like even like with with nurses, even phlebotomists, you you have like your really good days, and you're just like you're on the roll. But then you might have someone that's a hard sick or someone that's kind of difficult, and that's what makes it hard. So then you're trying the best you can to not hurt the person, but then it just just happens. But the whole time you're trying not to, but it it has, and I've I've done it. I think I tried to go for one vein that I knew I could get, but I think right when I put it in there, the the uh, unfortunately the patient uh, said that like it, it just hurt. So I was like, oh shoot, didn't think it was didn't think it was gonna hurt him, but I guess it did. Yeah, I, I couldn't imagine that. I mean, I just clean windows, and when I screw up, I feel pretty bad. But if I was like physically like hurting someone, <laughs> but that's that's interesting. So. I, you don't do that anymore. I don't actually. You transferred to doing um, so microbiology. So, yeah. So what I am right now for my full like professional job title is called clinical laboratory assistant or CLA in uh, in the in microbiology. And so, what does that kind of entail? And are so, you? Are you the one that's now uh, analyzing the blood or is it more like different so, samples? Of- no. So the nice thing is like, I don't actually have to deal with blood as often anymore. So like that's going to go for like chemistry and hematology mm-hmm. and also other, other departments. But for microbiology, we're trying to do like more of a, we kind of do like the study of like bacteria and then like other like viruses and stuff. So I, I guess to give you like a rundown of my day is, We'll get like some, we'll get like specimens from surgeries. Maybe like, maybe you got like a cut in your arm or on your leg and then it just, it's not looking pretty good or it's not healing properly. They'll get a swab and they'll get that, they'll get that sample and then they'll put it in a little tube and send it to us. And then we'll, we'll plate it and we put it on a, on a slide and then we'll have like the technologist look at it to see what the gram stain is. And then we put the plates in an incubator to see what grows in there. Mm-hmm. What, what type it is and then we then after that the infectious disease doctor is the one who helps the patient to like get him on the appropriate antibiotics and stuff so just on its own without any interaction it's just going to keep spreading inside of that little tube or the test in the, I guess in, the, in the petri dish but it just grows enough so it's not going to be like you open it it's like oh it's like oh, <laughs> like <grow."> venom <laughs> it's, like, it's like coming out and you're like oh wait like everyone get out of the lab no it's <laughs> It you is hacking it away with axes. Yeah. So I guess like I guess like one way to show you is um I actually didn't have this one ready. But yeah, I just imagine you walking in to work just like a shotgun. <laughs> no, it's not it's not like that where we're in there, you know. Like Eddie, it got out of control again. Hey, you could be Eddie Brock. There you go. That is venom. So I guess like one way, the, the way, this is, I'm trying to find a good, like this is a pretty good one. So. So this would be this one like right here. So you got like this. This is how it's going to look like. Oh, wow. 
they kind of do like four quadrants and then it kind of shows the like what's what type it is and it's like an indie rock album cover yeah it basically does i mean who knows uh, i don't know if you if you ever uh decide to go in the music industry you can use an auger plate and just as your album cover and it <laughs> just colors like with bacteria yeah but well, that's that's what we do right there and then um and there's also like different stuff so like you do like urines you do um you do anaerobic wounds you do blood cultures you also do wound cultures you do respiratory you do uh, fungal you do um, afb which would be like tuberculosis or um so it's like we do a lot it's a lot of stuff in there actually and it's pretty what's fun the, what's that uh disease that you get it's like in the hospital is most likely when you're going to get it is it um, MRSA? MRSA, yeah MRSA or something like that? I think it is MRSA. Uh, so when you're testing for like different things, let's say like I got a cut on my leg and it was like turning yellow or something, is that the kind of stuff you'll test? Yeah. I mean, if it looks like pus and everything, it's like, yeah, we should probably see what it is. And then it's, it's yeah, it's what it's, so it's what the doctor wants. So if, mm-hmm. he, if he swabs it and sends it to us and we'll do our thing. What's so, the... I guess... If you're kind of doing that, then what's the likelihood that you'll catch something that you're dealing with? You mean like, oh, you mean like since I'm working with it? Yeah. So for me to get exposed, it's very difficult. Because, I mean, we are wearing PPE in the lab the entire time. Is it like full body covering, like a hazmat? I wouldn't say like full body covering. I mean, we do wear like a lab coat and gloves and also mask as well. Uh, but we use these special hoods and it's, I guess the best way to say it, it's like a hood that has a vacuum inside. Hmm. So basically the entire time it's pulling air in and you have this gigantic glass cover in front of you as well. And that just makes it difficult for anything to get out to get on you. Hmm. So, I mean, there are chances where maybe someone may get exposed, but it's, it's very rare. So the environment that we're in is controlled and it's also, it's protected enough with all the equipment that they have that it, it is difficult, hmm. which, which is really good. Yeah, that is good. <laughs> yeah. We're still not going to go meet you in person, but it's good. I, yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah. What am I defending? I'm not going to hang out with you anymore, but yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's okay. Good. <laughs> so with all of the things that's going on right now, how has uh, your work kind of changed, I guess? Because it seems like you're testing things that deal with what we're dealing with right now. So I see you like I'm actually dealing with the world. <laughs> Let me, Medicare, um, medical system. So, so what I got was we are, we are one of the hospitals that does test for, I mean, are we allowed to say it or it's like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, I've watched like YouTube videos and they can't say it, but I haven't gotten copyright written for anything. But like, but like this is, this is Antonio's platform, Antonio and Aaron's platform. So it's like, I mean, Oh, I think yeah. no one will ever hear it. Yeah. <laughs> Are you guys going to bleep me if I say it? I just... Sure. We're just, we've been bleeping you a lot just to begin with. You <laughs> don't know it yet. Okay, man, this is going to be interesting. This is going to be an interesting podcast. <laughs> like, and then we burp, and then we burp. <laughs> oh, man. So we are one of the hospitals that is able to test for COVID-19 right now. And uh, we use one of the, uh, we, the machine that we use is called a Cepheid machine. And it's it's in a little cartridge, and then what it is is they they put like a let's call a nasal nasal swab like up your nose. And it goes like all the way to the back and it hits hits like a little membrane area. And I'll put in a universal transport media, which is a special media that just holds viruses, and they give it to us and we just test it. So, but we also do that in like a negative pressure room too, <laughs> where we do our testing. What's so, that like, mean? So basically. Negative pressure is basically air is just going in, no air could come out. So it's like also like a vacuum room with a vacuum hood. Wow. I guess that's the best way to explain it right there. Mm-hmm. It's, so we do it in a safe area. So we, we do test that. It's not bad. I mean, Have you been like bad. ramping up on tests that you've been doing recently then? You know what? Um, we have been. In the beginning, it was a little bit harder just because it was difficult for our hospital to get some tests at first. So we did, a, we were sending all, all ours out to a reference lab 
And it got to a point where unfortunately that reference lab was actually getting overwhelmed because I think they're one of the few that were only testing it. Oh, wow. Yeah, on the, on the West Coast. And I think there's another major lab on the East Coast that was testing it, but they're also getting overwhelmed. So we got like, we'll get results. In the beginning, we got results like maybe in a couple days. Then it turned to like five. Two weeks, is it? And it turned into two weeks. Yeah, it's like, oh, wow. gosh, we're getting, like, I think it was like around two weeks, but it got to a point where it was like, this is, this is going to be very difficult because then we can't, we won't really know if the patient has something or not. So then what does a hospital need to do in order to be certified to, to take those tests? Uh, I wouldn't say really certified. I think you just have to make sure you have the equipment to do it. Who manufactures that? So it, that's a nice thing. So I guess it just depends on which company you have already like, that, you're, that you're with already. So like I said, we're the one, we use Cepheid. That's already a company that's based, I believe it's like based in California. Mm-hmm. They, do, they do like molecular testing. And we were already doing like their um, C. diff test and also their CTNG test and their flu test and the uh, strep test with them already. So then I think after a while, they're finally able to get a, uh, I think it was like, um, I think it was FDA approved that they got. Uh, FDA, FDA approved uh, COVID test, and that's what they sent us, and we were able to uh, we were able to validate it, and then we were able to start using it. But I I, I think it is different in a pandemic though, with that, because yeah, you could, you could make a test, and I don't believe you have to be FDA approved. It's because it's an emergency situation. Mm-hmm. So we can make a test right now, and it'll be interesting. <laughs> But you can't test it the same way that you do other viruses, like put it in the slides and stuff? Well, you can't really see the virus on a slide. That's You can see more bacteria on a slide. Okay, I guess maybe that's what I'm confused about. So, Yeah, so basically the machine that we use, it's the little cartridge, it goes inside the machine, and it's going to look for it. And it's actually looking – it's just looking for it in that sample. And – I think for like the gram, like when we do like gram stains, we're looking for bacteria in there. Huh. That's like the main thing. We'll so you're more like bacterial infections, like. Yeah. So then you said that you test for strep throat and the flu. Yeah. So the the machine will test for strep, and then and it that's not that's a bacterial infection. That is a bacterial, but each test has a different type of cartridge. So, and it's going to have a different type of preservative as well. And what is so it? Like this specific machine, it's going to say, hey, you know, we're going to use like an, uh, an e-swab, which is like bacterial, uh-huh. and that's only for strep. For your flu, they do the same thing with like the nose, and then they use it, they put that in the uh, transport media for viruses, and that's just for flu. So if you wanted to test for like a strep and a flu, it has to be two different samples. But the nice thing for a strep, they just swab the back of your throat, so you don't have to get like... Ugh. Swabbed in your nose, which is good. I don't think I'd want to be swabbed anywhere at this point. Yeah, okay. <laughs> the throat is, to me, worse than the nose. Really? I think so. I, have you gotten swabbed or strep before? In my throat, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I've never had it done before on me, so I. I that's why I say like, <laughs> oh, it's easy, right? Yeah. No, it's it's horrible. I hate it because you always oh. have the well. Everyone's gag reflex is different, but. Uh, I maybe they were messing. <laughs> so that's why you shouldn't pick your nose then, because all the bacteria is up there. And yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, remember we already gave that little warning. Don't take this as medical advice. Yes. So <laughs> we can take listen, to Antonio. All of it. All, all of you it. have to do is sit in your house and eat chips, and you'll be fine. Hey, I think last time we talked, you had went over a, a few experiences or um, that you had. And yes. I- and before we do that, I just want to preface this by saying that medical things, it's very odd because to you, it's a matter of fact, but it's like weird that you, you work in this environment where you are exposed to things and situations that are in themselves like very unique. Oh, wait, sorry. I lost you there for a minute. So it's like I clean windows and the sorry. issues I come across. My fault. Oh, I, like, I clean windows and the issues I come across. I can just tell someone, oh, I dealt with someone who's like upset. You know, yeah. but you, it's like, 
how do you deal with those like weird things med- medically that people get themselves into? Well, I think you do have to have a stomach for it. Cause I mean, there's some things that I could, that I see and I'm like, okay, you know, that's not too bad, but then there'll be stuff that I, that I see. And then I'm like, I want to vomit like really bad in my mask. <laughs> so, not that bad. That's nasty. Yeah, it's that bad. So like, See, when that's I'm, why it's funny because it's like a lot of things I want to ask you, but then at the same time, I'm like, some of guess, it, despite the fact that it is like medically, just, I guess, the best, I guess the best way to say it is maybe for your viewers, if they are curious, um, the terms that will be used will be the proper terms more than anything. <laughs> um, that kind of takes the fun out of it because <laughs> it the more improper it is, the better. No, it's going to be. It's going to be proper terms. I'm, kidding, I'm not going to say anything scientifically, but <laughs> you're just going to see this smile on my face when I explain it, and then the face that you guys would give is going to be. <laughs> some of the stuff that I said, I'm like, it, it might not be as bad as like other people, but it's 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 enough for me almost, dude. Because I can't handle anything. Like even just describing, like injuries, I'm just like, Ugh. yeah. Like, if it's something small, it's, it's really simple. Like, if someone, like, came to the hospital and was like, hey, you know, I scraped my arm, and it's, like, it's all, it's all nasty. It's like, oh, okay, like, whatever. Like, put a Band-Aid on it or something, I think. So, but then we'll have, like, when I was a phlebotomist, we had, we had assistant traumas because we took their blood in there. Those are the ones I couldn't, um, I couldn't deal with because it's a, it's, it's, a, it's a crazy situation that the patient got into. It could be, like, a car accident. They fell it's a traumatic i guess maybe it's it's a traumatic experience and they have to come to the hospital quickly Hmm. so it's kind of like you don't know what you're getting until you get in that room Mm -hmm. and i think the worst one that i've seen was it was a a, it was a it was a person on a motorcycle and he he did hit a car and when you got into that room all you see is like his legs broken but his bone is i guess like this Wow. Like, like think of it like a leg right there but his bones oh like no I, i'm picturing it it's okay <laughs> it's like oh my gosh and i'm like oh like i i couldn't do it and what you have is like you have like these residents these doctors in training so the, what they do is they get them the, the tiniest little doctor and they're like all right we need you to pull that leg and put it back in place oh my goodness and it's Wait, you said they get the tiniest doctor? <laughs> I, I don't know why. I think they were just, I think because she was in training, it's like, all right, little girl, pull oh, it. Oh, man. Wait a minute. Okay, and the, per- but the, person, the person is out while this is happening, right? Yeah, don't worry. So he's not awake and screaming. Oh, don't okay, good, okay. Good, good. okay. Don't, don't think of it like you're in there and the dude's like flailing his arms everywhere. It's not like watching like some reality show. I mean, those. Yeah, so don't think of it like that. You gotta help me. My leg is <laughs> severed off. Yeah, basically. <laughs> so they are. And then, of course, the doctor's going to give him a type of medication to help calm him down. Yeah. Just just because they are, they are in pain. That's going to, that's really going to stink if. You're in the hospital, and I don't know half your leg is gone, and they're like, ah. As Antonio says, ibuprofen. Ibuprofen. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, what do when you're in that kind of a situation? What are people doing in order to maintain their composure? I guess. You know, I have no clue. A lot of them. I'm I'm impressed with a lot of nurses and doctors and even other phlebotomists. I just go in there, and they just have a straight face, and they know what they're doing. It's like. But it's like another day of the job for them. Yeah, because you kind of have to go into the mindset of like not thinking of it as a person so much or the pain that they're enduring, but more so like the what you're trying to do to alleviate the situation. Yeah, so you're, you're, go- you're, you're going in there to try to help them. Um, I never got that situation in my head. So everyone I got was like, oh, man, what's going on? <laughs> That's what I got every single time. <laughs> Dear God. <laughs> basically oh man oh sure it's and then yeah like i couldn't do it like i, I really couldn't do traumas it was like the worst one for me well so. yeah i think it's i mean the majority of individuals out there don't yes. a lot of like aren't doctors kind of known for like having to deal with alcoholism a lot too <laughs> i don't know that was like really random i don't know that's what i've heard oh i mean i i don't know I could ask some doctors, but so far. Like, are you an alcoholic? He's like, why you say that? (laughs) I don't think they are. I mean, I mean, sure, they may work a lot, and maybe they do have. They, I mean, they do have a lot of responsibilities in their hands as well. 
I don't know if they would turn to that. That's good. So I, I'm glad. I, to, hey, I, I was just asking. I mean, I'm, I can't answer that, and so I'm not a doctor myself. <laughs> or an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> or an alcoholic. <laughs> uh, man. <laughs> but yeah, that's just, it's really interesting, like the, um, the different jobs that you get into, and then you kind of have to change your mindset on what exactly yeah. you're dealing with. Um, the most stressful thing I've ever dealt with is probably like a pizza almost falling out of the oven. So, I mean, I would be pretty mad if, if I was there and the next thing you know, it's like, there's my pizza on the ground. (laughs) Just dropping my pizza. But it's kind of funny how like it kind of, your stress kind of goes into perspective when you kind of think about people who have to deal with that on a regular basis. Yeah. So interesting. Well, thanks for sharing all that with us. (laughs) <laughs> I can't think of like broken bones and just like ugh. Yeah, it's not it's not something I'm I was I'm not used to. So I mean I if I receive a specimen, it's like we maybe make a little bit of bone or something. It's like, oh that's, Whoa, dude, your your audio keeps like mega blasting for whatever reason. <laughs> really? I mean yeah. I'm, I'm at a good distance. That's okay. No, it's oh. it's always just like blah blah blah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, that's okay. We'll we'll edit it out. You gotta know we are using okay. Zoom. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure the NSA is watching this podcast, thankfully. So, yeah, <laughs> exactly. They're probably like, I wonder if I wonder if alcoholism is with doctors right now. This- I'm gonna look it up because, like, I thought that was a thing. <laughs> I, I like I said, I don't know. I was telling Aaron, we need like a third person just to do our research for us. So, I mean, if I get like, and so a micro will get like body parts, and then that's I could do that because that seems a little bit more simple. Wait, what? Yeah, so we'll get like we get like a piece of the toe. Oh my gosh! And you have to test that. Yeah, so we cut it up and we like grind it. But <laughs> but why do you have to? Okay, I'm, I may have missed it, but why do you have okay, to do so this? Okay, so the grinding part. So what we do when we grind <laughs> it, because um, when you grind it, you kind of get like what's in there, like kind of like smushed up, and you put it on the plates, and that's how you could start uh, streaking your plates. And we also kind of put on we put it on the uh, slide as well. You could either do like a grind or you could do like a touch prep, which is when you grab the sample, which I didn't want to do, and just like Ugh. touch prep the, the slide and it's just just there. Your audio got super clear all of a sudden, by the way. Oh, I, I don't know what's going on. I The NSA I, wants to hear it more in depth. It works when it wants to. That's good. No, it's good though. Um, that is crazy. So what is, so what is that? So what are you looking for once you look at your you know, looking at it under the slides, what are you trying to determine? So I think here's one with the, I guess this is one with the blood culture. I'm going to do a screen share with you guys, if that's okay. So it's not, it's not, there's going to be no body parts or anything. It's just literally what the slide shows. Okay. That's fine. I mean, I am blocked from screen sharing. Antonio, were you afraid of uh, me showing like a, Oh, no, uh, I think Aaron's got that. No. Um, Aaron's uh, the super host now. So allow oh, super host. Dang. I don't know how to, you know, I don't know how to change that. Hold up. Give me one second. Anyway, you can, if you want to ex- just explain to us what we're going to be seeing, and then um, I will look at the settings on here. And okay, try to so basically out. when you kind of put it on the slide, what you're going to do is like a stain process. So you put like a, you put something called like crystal violet on there. You put your iodine next, and then you put a um, decolorizer on it, and then you put something called like saffron. And then after it dries, you put it under a microscope and you're kind of looking for like bacteria cells. And with the stain process, it kind of shows them a little bit easier. Well, actually a lot easier. Are they like set different, like set patterns? So I I want to know if they're like more like set patterns, but they kind of do look unique. And I know the picture that I found, uh, it did like a shape of things. Yeah, so it's you get like shapes and everything, and you also get like the color as well. There's gonna be like two primary colors, is what I've seen, and you kind of see them like, are they like, is it a single? Is it like, is it a diplo? Is it a cluster? And then it's just you're like, oh shoot, that's what the person has. And so, grand- understanding that life goes down to that small of a view, what how what does that do with your worldview? With my worldview, uh, I mean, life is small, I guess. I, I mean, I've, I've, I think I've always known that we've had like microorganisms, like everywhere. But I think wow. it, it, I think it does seem interesting how big of a role they play. 
that's yeah, the little thing. I think now it, it's more it's more interesting because like you grow up and you're thinking like, oh, you know, bacteria is there. It's like it's like whatever. But now that you look at it, it's like whoa! It's like shoot, it's got me sick. Yeah, it stinks. Well, I mean, you can see what it does right now. <laughs> yeah, so, something so small. Let me see if I can pull it up on my on my iPad because I think maybe uh, maybe Aaron's having a hard time trying to get that. Yeah, I don't know where I don't know what the where the setting is for that. You should be able to share it, but I don't see anything that says on my end. So in theory, if Ant Man were real, like bacteria after he shrunk down to a certain size would just kill him instantly. I don't know if it would kill him instantly. It'd be I don't even know if he would fight them. He might study them knowing him. <laughs> so here's a picture of like what Well, I want it to be clear because I don't want it to be too blurry. Are these pictures that you've taken yourself or are they just ones you're pulling from the internet? I do have, I, I actually do have some taken from myself on my phone. So I can show you that. Um, Could you test at home? I wouldn't recommend it because first of all, it's like bacteria everywhere. And then also that you don't want those stains in your sink. Oh, I think yeah. I got it by the way. You should you got be it? at your screen now. Yeah. Look at that. So, so here's like what we're kind of trying to go find. Oh, wow. So you'll see like. Hey, Antonio. Yeah. You should, uh, you should use this as a, as a slideshow on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, I know. Seriously, send it to us. Oh, yeah. All right. So you see like yeah, this. Well, everyone throwing like up. Your gram negative and your gram positive bacteria that's that's what you're kind of looking for is that stuff just swimming around them they're actually not swimming around um there is yeah it's stagnant there is another thing that we look for um it's a it is an std and it's a parasite but that one actually is swimming in in there oh i mean yeah and And if it's actively moving does that make it more transmittable uh, if, it, if it's actually moving in the stand, I'll be like, oh my gosh, I'd I'm, I'm be crazy. <laughs> I've never seen it moving in the stand. It will blow my mind. And I, I don't know if maybe it'll blow the text minds as well. But usually for this, this is all, this is mostly stagnant. But then, you, yeah, you kind of see, you're kind of looking for that type of bacteria in there. Wow. And then for the, for the swimmer, I wouldn't, it's not going to be something pretty nasty. It's, I'm trying to see if I have a very simple one. And we've seen a lot of pictures of the shape of the coronavirus. Does the shape differ from what we're looking at right now? From the virus? Ah. Uh, because I've seen like circular things with spikes on it. That might be how the coronavirus looks like on a molecular level. I mean, personally, I like spaceship viruses, to be honest. <laughs> now, before you say, what does that even mean? I actually think I know it. Like it has like almost a head, and then like three. Yeah, yeah. those things look cool. I don't I mean, know what which one is like that, that though, but I don't think I would ever want that. But it just looks cool. Gotta catch them all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are we still talking period. about STDs? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let me see if I can find it. So this is a specific one that's called Trichomonas. Um, and with that. Oh geez! It is. It is something that's. Um, it is an STD that can be transmitted, and that's it, probably why I know what it looks like. Is they probably showed you in school or something. I've never heard of that one though. Yeah, they actually don't show it to us in school. Actually, they do. They put so much emphasis on the other ones, like you know, whatever your syphilis and all that other stuff. Yeah, so you'll get like those. But trichomonas, I, I have a, I have, I have a video of it. I might have to show it to you on my. I don't want to make it look tacky through my phone. But let me see if I put in slide. You can just Google this stuff. You can, you can Google anything. <laughs> I mean, I'm surprised you didn't Google Dr. Alcoholism. Yeah. Okay. Are oh, God. doctors, I can't swallow doctors. Oh, oh this would be a good one. Cause this one actually does have a, just because it gives you like little stuff of what it is. So it's not going to be too nasty. So that's the nice thing. So you don't have to look at an awkward image. But all right, Aaron, get ready for your mind to be blown. <laughs> Boom. 
Um, so I don't have the video of it swimming. It's on my phone, but I'll probably show it to you in a little bit. But Ooh, whoa. So how can you identify how can you identify what it is? It look it looks just like anything else would look in this dish. I mean, so you gotta look at it like this. Even I look at this and I'm like, what is going on? It's like a party in there or something. That's all I'm saying. Mm -hmm. uh, I know when you speak to like people that like tech, like the techs that do this, they do it for so long and the, the schooling that they do, it, it just trains them good well enough that they'll be like, I know exactly what I'm looking for. Because when I look at this, I'm like, I don't know what I'm looking for. Yeah. yeah. It's like, how do you I know? I think it's just exposure over time. Yeah, exactly. You just got to so, train your eye. So you see the ones that say trichomonas? Mm -hmm. Those are actually parasites. So, and, and you a look, parasite you look, is what exactly classified as something that feeds off of another? Yeah, it needs a host to survive. So let me see if I can find that picture. I mean, that video. Yeah, yeah if you're able to share those pictures with us too, because I think it'll be helpful for people listening so they can kind of have yeah. the option to see if that's possible. Yeah, I'm going to see if I could send it to my computer. Okay. Or I may have to send it through my email. Yeah, yeah. so I'll definitely yeah, put so I'll get that ready and then I can show you guys what exactly it was. But yeah, I mean, so like we also do like STD testing as well. So we'll do like chlamydia and gonorrhea as well. And we'll kind of test to see if, uh, if someone has that. So, I mean, in micro, we kind of do a lot of things. We also do like meningitis as well. And we do a coxie. So like every other, every department like has a little role. You're a little too excited about this. I'm sorry. You have to be a <laughs> No, but if you're thinking like this, you have to like what you do. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. You don't have to lick your lips and twiddle your fingers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'm licking my lips. <laughs> <laughs> oh my <God. laughs> what a shame. <laughs> I... Uh, I'm glad that you're passionate about what you do because like I would expect as much from someone who works in that field because like Aaron said, if you're not interested in it, you're just like, oh gosh, another day at the job. Yeah. Just going around right. misdiagnosing. I don't know. I think they have gonorrhea. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> same old, same old. Yeah. I, but I mean, it's, it is something that I really do enjoy, which is like the nicest thing. And then like, what's, what's also nice is I, I've, I'm fortunate that I have coworkers that are also very patient, but then also they also teach me a lot of things as well. So that's how I get like, like I, I would say like little extra trainings because then they kind of show me like, Oh yeah, check this out right here. Or like before you guys gross out, smell this. Nice. <laughs> now, wow. I know that sounds weird, but I'm, what blew my mind was some bacteria smell nice. Oh, interesting. <laughs> I had one that smells like dark chocolate. I'm not going to continue down this route. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no. I want to know what bacteria smells like dark chocolate. <laughs> like, I don't know why it smells like dark chocolate. They're like, hey, like, hey, Jose, come over here, smell this. And I'm like, I'm like, what? And they're like, yeah, it smells like dark chocolate, doesn't it? It's this type of bacteria. I'm like, from smelling it, you know? Well, I mean, you know what? That kind of makes sense. Because when you think of certain things, like, for example, cheese or something like that, you know, I guess, some, yeah, it's true. They give off a very unique smell. So I would assume. Pungent. Huh? Pungent. To some people, but some people like, they like the smell of cheese too, so. Yeah. You just smell your feet. Certain cheeses, I guess. I think I got the video working. Oh, okay, yeah, pop it up there. I don't know if it, um, it's not going to come out as nice. I, I don't know what Google did with it it looks like it compressed it oh it's all just like <laughs> like i'm trying to find like the nice sweet spot okay here it is so this is a video i took i don't know if i'll get in trouble i mean you're not seeing a patient name or anything but i just remember like i, I take pictures or like videos through the microscope so oh wow i don't know if you can see my mouse can you uh yeah yeah, yeah. we can yeah, see your perfect mouse. so where i'm circling that right there those are the trichomonas right there. And it's weird because you see them like swimming and they're just like, I don't know what these guys are doing, but they're like fighting each other or something. So they probably knew that their, uh, their time was up. 
<laughs> I don't know. Doing something. Probably just How long it. do they live? So I think what if I if I remember correctly from when I spoke to somebody, maybe like twenty minutes when they get out. Okay, and so the thing about the coronavirus is that it it lasts it lives a lot longer on surfaces. Yeah. Is it a living is a virus a living thing? It doesn't need a host to survive. That's going to be the biggest difference. Because if you think about this, this is out of its host. So it's going to feed off of your nutrients and stuff like that that you're eating. Yeah, I and guess. So like, will you be like losing weight and stuff? The trick I'm on is I actually don't really know. Um, I'm still interested to see like what it actually does because I didn't. To be honest, I didn't know that was a STD till they till my coworkers told me. I always thought it was just okay. You got a unfortunately you got a parasite. This is like almost like a tapeworm, but no, something else. <laughs> I mean, I know it's it's nasty. Yeah, that but that's what happens when people do what they want to do. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, um, just to, to kind of wrap things up a bit because we have to. Um, oh yeah, we're keeping it to an hour. So we're keeping it. Okay, yeah, of course. Because we but, have to. We're letting some someone else is about to pop in, right? Well, we're going to start recording our next episode in just a second. Oh, um, shoot. So we have to actually limit these a little bit, but I know, which is when they were we, in person, we could take our time and stuff, but we're going to keep, we want to keep uh, people coming back too. So oh, yeah, because yeah. I yeah. wanted to pick your brain about like uh, speaking Japanese and stuff like that, but. Oh yeah, we could do that. Another episode. Topic for the next one. Yeah. But yeah, dude, thanks for sharing all that information with us. Cause like. It's gross. I'm going to have to, it's a minefield. I'm going to have to edit a lot of stuff out, but I, mean, I think it might be like a 30 minute episode now. <laughs> oh my God. Oh gosh. <laughs> and with that being said, <laughs> but no, seriously, thank you so much. Normally we would probably spend a little extra time with you, but um, like I said, we got to, I have to exit out, save the file and all that good stuff. So oh, yeah, of course. And maybe next time, second. if you guys have like more questions of like this stuff, I could probably get, Oh, I have plenty of questions. You have plenty of questions? Oh, yeah. I want to know Just for our own personal use. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It is some scary it is campfire stories. It is sometimes hard to share this with a lot of other people because sometimes they'll understand it and sometimes they'll say, that's pretty disgusting. That's know? what I was saying is like, you, it, it is just a matter of fact thing. And yet at the same time, it's like it's human bodies, it's human life, but you, you still can't go around. Yeah, so everyone's very different when they, when they yeah. hear it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, guys, yeah, no, seriously. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Yeah, definitely. We'll we'll do this again and we'll have a we'll have uh yeah, we'll do it again. Maybe this season if you have time. Okay. Yeah. And we're still not gonna hang out with you though, sorry. <laughs> that, that's understandable. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. All right, man. We uh I'm gonna stop recording right now. You have to follow our Instagram now. Yeah, follow our Instagram. And follow be sure to post an episode uh, <laughs> <laughs>